TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Tyler is 27 years old, and, um, and you know, the life ahead of him, he just married Carly, you know, they were just about seven months now married, and, you know, as a parent, you know, to deal with this, but, it's, you know, the, the whole organization is just totally rock right now, but, you know, the guys, you know, there's a lot of strong people in, in that clubhouse, and I think right now, like I said yesterday when I was talking about it, Albert Pulse is the guy that I think everyone's going to need on the most, the man of faith and a real strong person. I think that the whole team between him and Trout and a few other guys, everyone's going to be leaning on them to really help them out. That was uh, Mark Gubiza, Angels color analyst on uh, their TV call, uh, talking about 27-year-old Tyler Skaggs, who was found uh, dead in their hotel room uh, yesterday morning, Judd. And, I mean, that there was a cloud over baseball yesterday. Like, I was watching the Cubs-Pirates game, and not just because the Cubs were getting their brain brain speed in, but there seemed to be, no matter what baseball game you were watching, anybody talking about baseball, there was a cloud over the game yesterday. I mean, all all indications, all reports out of Anaheim was that Tyler Skaggs was as good a dude as he'll come across. Yeah. No, it's so sad. And, and yeah, I mean, how do you... He's 27. Right. Like, I don't care if you're a baseball player. If you're a 27-year-old, yeah. and I'm sorry, but that's a kid, right? And, and you know, you don't show up for the bus in Arlington, Texas, and they go up and find you dead. This Now, now there, there have uh, certainly been tragedies involving baseball players in r- more recent years, but this reminds me so much of Daryl Kyle. Yeah. And by the way, a player on that Cardinals team, a young player, Albert, Albert Pujols. Pujols. Yep. But just the fact that, just the trauma. Like, how do you... It's so unfair. These guys, you know... These guys are so young, and because of what they do, I'm sure it seems indestructible, right? If mm-hmm. you're 27, you're, I don't care. You're a 30 year old major league baseball player. You ain't thinking to yourself, right? You got the world, man. In my your teammate hands. might die. You achieved your dreams. I might die. Right. And just uh, got married. Like he just got married this past offseason. That's yeah, terrible. And I, I thought it was the most touching thing I think I saw in, in the past two days was. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, who was on the Marlins team when when Jose Fernandez, Fernandez died yeah. in the boating accident, he put something on, I think it was Instagram, and it was essentially saying, my condolences to Skaggs' family, um, but also basically a message to, to the players on the Angels, and it was fantastic. On it, how to handle it. Yes, yeah. but it was so good, because it, it said... This is all. This is all for a long period of time now. Going to seem meaningless. Like you're playing games, and you're like, right. "Why are we doing this?" Right. And and he said essentially, "Don't be afraid to hug. Don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid to laugh." But I thought it was such a good description and play by play of how th- this must must feel because when something like this happens, I think in any walk of life, you do go around for a while saying. Why am I even doing this? Right. Like, you think about our jobs or job, right? We, we talk about sports. Mm-hmm. And it's fun and it's great. And darn it, most days it seems it seems important in the context of it's what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now it's... In the if, big scheme of things. If, if you know, a person that, that you work with dies, or in this case, a baseball player dies, yeah, it's we're talking about games here. And to play those games. And by the way, too, the tough thing is, 
you're still required to or expected to concentrate fully. Especially in, in the sport of baseball. Absolutely. I mean, what you're expected to do at the plate or if you're a pitcher on the mound, it requires the most intense focus that it could possibly yes. take. So 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 in two days or when when they come back and start to play games again, the expectation is going to be go out there and try and win. And I can't just that's so confusing to me. At what point in some can ways, you get back in that yes. headspace? And right. And at what point in time does it even seem remotely important again to try and win a baseball game when that locker, Skeg's locker, for the rest of eternity now is just empty? Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, this is a this is a tough one, and uh, it's just so sad. There is no good or easy way to move on from this if no. you're the Angels at all. Nor should there. No, and and people there be, around yeah. baseball are touched. I saw CJ Crone tweeted out. He must have... He went to his... He, he went to the uh, wedding that you were talking about. I think it was seven months back that Skaggs yeah. got married and he was there and he, t- he talked about on Twitter, I believe, you know, we were dancing and having fun and now you're gone. And again, I go back to the fact the kid was 27. Mm-hmm. So it's not just... Because of because of the nature of baseball and the way guys are moving around, especially through the minor leagues, the 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 web, the ripple effect of people who are touched by this, it's it's probably in every major league clubhouse. Absolutely, somebody has has come across and had some experience with Tyler Skaggs. I would agree. Yes, I saw the Twins tweet out yesterday that when they were in Anaheim, Skaggs led a tour of both teams to a couple of children's hospitals yep. in, in the in the area. Nelson Cruz mm-hmm. and yeah, no, it's just it's it's terrible. It's terrible and and how you process this exactly, I don't know. Right. But like, what do you say? There is no blueprint because everybody is everybody's different. And that was one of the things John Carlos Stanton said in the in in the message that he sent out. He said hold up the guys who are taking this harder because yep. some of us are some of us are more equipped to handle stuff like this than others. And that message so, was absolutely it was perfect. Perfect. Because it basically said you don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is which in a case like this, the only the the worst thing that you could probably try and do across the board is be strong. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no good way to be strong about this. If you're equipped. If you're that dude who can be the rock, then and that guy's poor wife and family sad. and his mom and dad, it's just terrible. There's and uh, like I said, there's no easy way to move on from it. There's no easy way to transition from that. Like you said, in our stupid, meaningless job. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about, about wins and losses and the <laughs> Twins' winning percentage, and which, which is it, it's it's what we talk about is great because it provides entertainment mm-hmm. and it's fun, and in the small, small spectrum of of what we do is important to us and lots of fans. That's great. But this is stuff like this is just such a slap in the face of oh boy, a lot right. more out there than just us talking about uh, should Jorge Polanco not have bunted? Yeah, and most people handled it right. There were some people on Twitter yesterday where you're just like, "Are you a human?" Oh, social are you, media. Are you a human being? I love Twitter. I really do. I do too. I'm not sure about you. I love it. I think it's fun. And yes, people are crazy, and and some are mean, and and ordinarily that's fine. But yesterday, I, I just some of it some wasn't of tweets, even mean. Some of it is just so tone deaf. I know. And I saw. I don't. I don't remember who it was. And I don't, I don't even want to call him out by name. It was poor judgment, and he probably regretted it soon after he hit tweet. But so, I saw somebody tweet yesterday something along the lines of, "I know this is secondary to him losing his life, but Tyler Skaggs was having a great season for the Angels, and too bad for him he couldn't finish it." 
So do you think he was trying to like, was like say, what? hey, he was you know good for him. He was succeeding. I don't. But even, then I saw I saw threads of tweets this morning that I was just like you people speculating on just don't, on what happened. Yeah, and, yeah, well, and, and yeah, that's the other thing. That. That's the you know why why are you doing right. that? Like before you hit send. Listen, if a guy gets um, traded or there's a sports thing and you speculate, who cares? Right. Right. Like it, it's it's irresponsible. But who really gives a damn? But something like this. Like, wouldn't you, if you type that out, wouldn't you think to yourself, you know what, I don't really need to share this with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Like people, yeah, tone deaf is a very good way to put it. It was ridiculous. There was some ridiculous stuff happening. Wow. But like I said, for the most part, but anyway, yeah, it was handled right. And uh, now we, we try to move on. Baseball tries to move on. And we try to move on here on the Score North first place twins show, which, by the way, I didn't open up by saying because I'm not tone deaf, but now that we're moving on to the baseball talk, we're live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, the magic number. I'm really glad you didn't say 72. that off the top. I'm Rami Makloff. There's Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill. On the other side of the glass, and over the weekend, gentlemen, the uh, they passed the official mathematical halfway point of the season. A lot of people call the All-Star break the halfway point, but officially, mathematically, of the 162 games that they play in a season, they've now played 83. So uh, that point passed over the weekend, and... We want to hand out some awards for the halfway point of the season for the Minnesota Twins coming up here in a few minutes. But before we get to that, Judd, yesterday we brought Glenn Perkins on the show, former Twins reliever, former Twins all-star. You hear him every Thursday right here on Score North, noon, Glenn Perkins on baseball. And uh, he was surprised when I brought him on that I was giving the magic number in the intro coming out of the break of the show and going into the breaks of the show. He's like, we're already counting magic numbers, which he's not the only person to think that's ridiculous, but... When you consider the fact that the magic number is 72 at the halfway point of the season, the Indians had they had the best record in the American League in the month of June. And do you know how many games they gained on the Twins while they were quote-unquote struggling? Three? Two and a half. Okay, yeah. In a whole month-long chunk of schedule where the Indians were the best team in baseball, mm-hmm. They put a two-and-a-half game dent into the Twins' double-digit lead. That should give you some perspective on just how good a spot the Twins are in right now. If that doesn't give you perspective on how good a spot the Twins are in right now, only the Dodgers have a smaller magic number than the Twins at this point. They sit at 66 to win the NL West. All all the Twins have to to do here, and I think they pretty consistently, if I'm not mistaken, did it in the month of June, is win series, right? Yes. You don't need uh, they got off to such a good start that I think the expectation became, well, they're going to win on a nightly basis. In baseball, not going to happen. What was their high watermark as far as games over 500? Weren't they like 24 games over 500 at some point? Or 48 and 24, I think, at one point. Let me see here. I got it right here. Uh, they were, yep, they were forty-eight and twenty-four. They've been fifty. They've been fifty-three and thirty. But they have consistently won series, and that's the key thing. in In the month of June, let's see here. In fact, I, I can count this up qu- uh, quickly. They completed a series uh, in Tampa, w- which they lost the opener, which was a four-game Thursday night game, fourteen to three. They won the next three in Tampa. Okay. They won one of three in Cleveland, so they didn't win a series there. But then they went to Detroit and took two of three. Seattle, two of three. Kansas City, two of three. 
Uh, Boston won one of three at home in that series, but then got the Royals again and split two and two at Kansas City, and then took two of three from Tampa uh, before they only won one of three against the White Sox in Chicago. But the point being is... So how many series did they lose in the whole month? Two? uh, They lost uh, the Chicago series, they lost the Boston series, and I believe that's it because they split in Kansas City. So they lost two series in the entire month. They lost, um, and that was that was the no, worst sorry, month three. that they've had. They lost okay, three. They lost three. Cleveland, Boston at home. At Cleveland, Boston at home, and then at Chicago. Okay, so and you, that's it. You and two. So two of those three series. One was against the hottest team in the American League in the Indians, and the other one was against the defending World Series champions. And you lost three yeah. series. The White Sox. An entire one. month. Yep. And that was the worst month you've had yet. Yep. In your schedule at the halfway point of the season. Absolutely, yes. Correct. And That's, no long losing streak either. Still haven't lost three in a row. Still haven't lost three in a row. Yep. Like when you add up the the big picture and the numbers that we just laid out for you as far as what the Twins have done at the mathematical halfway point of the season, it is ridiculous. And I don't know. I, I, I'm getting acclimated to the market, Judd. I'm coming up on my six-month point, six month point. Yep. But I don't know if it's just nature of baseball fans, because I did see some of this in Milwaukee, and I'm talking to the negative uh, people right now, and I don't want to give them too much time or credence because they're just louder than the rest. I think most people have a good grasp on what this season is and how good it's been. But every time they lose a series, you got people who are like, oh, that's it. Here we go. This is a collapse. Like I don't, And I don't know if that's uniquely Minnesota. No, that's baseball fans, but that's also very, very small. Right. This has been, I, as a person that grew up in this market and has watched this team consistently since the late 70s, I can tell you right now that in this market, the feeling towards this team, I think, is very positive. Really positive. The Wolves, mess still. That's fine. The Wild, no clue what they're doing. Uh, pe- people are definitely... I don't even know if they're mad at that team, but they're sort of detached now. They just don't care as much. The Vikings will always be king. But I sense the Twins Twins fans, for the most part, are very positive right now. There are... The smart fans, I, I think, have traveled down the same path that we have, which is, if you're going to make a World Series run, help, help could be added uh, pitching-wise, bullpen-wise, starting-wise. But I don't sense an overall panic at all. And And... If you're a smart fan, if your team wins series consistently, especially when, when you get off to the start that the Twins did, right. I think the fan base here thinks they're fine. Not great, but fine. And they're and they are, but I don't I don't sense a negativity at all. There's a very small there the group the group that is still sour wants to be proven right that the poll ads are cheap. Right. But those people will always exist. Like don't be concerned about them. But there's been nothing here that this team has done where I where I really sense an overwhelming. Oh, that series is the series that's going to come back in October, and and we're going to talk about that as the one that bit us in the butt. I don't sense that, Rami. All right, so let me just ask you this quick before we go to the break, and then we're going to hand out halfway point awards to the Minnesota Twins. They are what fifty and the uh, what's their record now? I want to make fifty three and thirty. Fifty three and thirty. Yep. How many wins on the second half of the schedule? What's going to be their record in the remainder of the schedule? Game by game? 
Yeah, let's go get let's go through it game by game like we do with the Vikings Tonight, schedule. Win. No, Wednesday, no, 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 no. I was kidding. Breaking down seventy nine remaining games. How many here wins we go. do you, how many wins do the twins end up with? They're at fifty three right now. How many do they end up with? Oh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they end up with the, the, the second half of the schedule is not easy. I'm gonna give um ninety eight wins. Where'd you have them to start the season? Do you remember? Oh, 80, probably. I think I had them at 86. I don't, I think I had them, I had them around 80. It might have been as high as 83, but that would cap it. Right. But at this point, at this point, I'm going to say it's, it's slightly uh, south of 100 wins. I'll give them 98 wins. Yeah, I got them, I think somewhere between 97 and 100 is realistic. Oh, it's definitely realistic. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, that's a drop off from what they did in the right. first half. That's accounting for regression from some guys. Would we Absolutely. say? So think about that again. We've laid out some big picture perspective numbers here for the Minnesota Twins. Think about that for a second. They could win ninety-seven to a hundred games, and that would be a drop off, a regression in the second half of the season. That's insane. That's crazy, especially when you consider what you thought this it's, season was coming in. It's deserved in this market. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. We deserve something like this. But I'm just saying, <laughs> take a big, deep breath. They had an off day yesterday. I don't think people are. I don't no, no, sense, I'm just. I'm just saying, yeah. like, really take it in. Like, really stop and smell the roses. I think people are Every, starting everybody, to. Everybody. I everybody think people just, are starting to. They're buying people tickets. People are cool with it. The ballpark is it's, getting full. It's beautiful. No, I. but I think people appreciate it. And, and you know, the, the attendance now is... Pretty strong on mm-hmm. a game by game basis at Target Field. The ratings are th- absolutely through the roof. Mm-hmm. No, I think people appreciate this. Good, especially as we watch other teams potentially flail here. No, I think that there's a a a resurgence of an interest now that was certainly not there April into May. I think there were a lot of wait and see, which again I don't blame fans one bit, but who have now come to oh no, this is fun. This team's good. I think there's a handful of people out there that, to your point earlier, Judd, about that they're always going to be this way. Because they want to be justified. Just, they just, and, and those are the people that, if this team doesn't win the World Series, those are going to be the people who are saying, told you. Oh, see, yeah. told you, they're not that but, good. But those, and, that, and that's like, you could probably count on one hand, but those, those, people. those people. Those people do not want them to win a title because... Their contention in life is the pole ads are cheap, and this team been always, their fence, and this team always for stinks. Twenty years, they'd saying the pole be, ads are cheap. They'd yeah. rather be right than happy. Absolutely, yep. no, that, no. That small camp of people. They're happy when they're right. <laughs> they're they're Jimmy Butler. They're only happy if their life sucks. If they're miserable, I shouldn't say sucks because he's going to make millions. They they are happy if they are miserable, and and them being right makes them unhappy, which makes them happy. But that's a very that we're talking small. we're talking small such a small group. group. No, yeah. I I think that that if the Twins continue on even close to this path, that this is going to be a lot of fun. And I do not I don't pick up on a lot of dread here at all. <laughs> if you want to get in on the conversation, six five one six four six eight two five five, or tweet the show at s k o r north. Are you are you grasping? Are you smelling the roses? Are you feeling just how good, how ridiculously good? This season is at the halfway point. 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. We'll hit a quick break. On the other side, we'll hand out some midseason awards for your Minnesota Twins. It's the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 72. And we're back right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. 
My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. The Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. A high blast to center field. Nelson Cruz has hit another one. A two-run blast, and it's 4-2. to two. Call there on Fox Sports North. This is the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 72. I'm Rami Makloff along with Judd Zolgad and Manny Hill. On the outside of the glass, it is a crime that Nelson Cruz is not in the All-Star game along with Max Kepler and there are other guys who you could make oh, a case Oh, it's not for. a crime on oh, Nelson it's a crime. It's not a crime Did on I Nelson see Phil Cruz. Mackey? It's a crime they only have two players in it. Did I see Phil Mackey of Mackey and Judd with Rami? You can hear it weekdays, 4 to 6, right here on Score North. Great show if you haven't heard How it. How else can I uh, it's on scorenorth.com. You can stream us live at live.scorenorth.com. Or I just get one of those, yeah. Go get that Score North mobile app, Judd. That's probably the best and easiest I way really to listen. I should get it, by it's the way, free. I don't have it. It's free. It's available for Apple and in the Google Play Store. You can stream shows live. You got can download radio. and subscribe to all your favorite podcasts. I mean, Transistor Radio works, I got too. my transistor. We'll take listeners. I take it to the ballpark. Any I way we to can the games. get them. Okay. But thanks. did I see Phil Mackey tweet out the other day that Nelson Cruz has his highest slugging percentage since 2010? I didn't see that tweet. That's crazy. That wouldn't surprise me. That's ridiculous. It's a crime that they don't have more than two players. Absolutely. Which we agreed on right. on the uh, twin show yesterday. But yes, that's a crime. It's we're going to give... Well, it's just stupid. We're going to give some twins there just due with some uh, halfway awards coming up here in just a minute. But uh, 651-646-8255 if you want to get in on the show or tweet us at SKOR North. Manny, it says Twins Anonymous on my screener here. Is this a call I should take? I'm always, uh, yes. I was told yes. Okay. I was told yes. that Judd would know who this person is. He's fine. Is. All right. Yes, he's I'm good. Always, I'm always worried. He's not a wild fan, anonymous. but he's fine. Okay. All right. Twins Anonymous from Parts Unknown. You're on uh, the Score North First Place Twins show. What's up? Rami, I don't appreciate your trepidation. <laughs> I told him you're fine. Just don't start hey. talking about Fenton, okay? I thought this might be a Baba Booey call. I don't know. No, he's okay. Tell you what, he's lucky Mike Morris isn't in studio. I'd tear a strip right off of him too yeah, i know you would what you thinking right. what's up anonymous all right how many all-stars did the 2018 boston red sox have how I, many did the 2017 houston astros have i'm gonna guess the answer is two and that's why you're calling no my answer is i don't care oh, <laughs> oh yeah no no i'm and Derek and phil said the same thing listen all I'm telling you is, as a baseball fan who's watched this team play almost all its games, this is just stupid. Like, I, it's not, it, it doesn't keep me up. It's just easily fixable. That's the thing is, I hate when people don't fix things that are easily fixable. That's my point. I know. It, it's just fixable, fix it. But, but it, maybe somewhere 
maybe somewhere in there, and I might be reaching here, but maybe there's a, a compliment to the Twins about how much of a team effort it's been to this point. And Derek brought up that point yesterday, that it's been so many guys who have gotten to this point, and it hasn't been one or two or even three guys that have carried this team to a 53-30 and 30 record. So the, the it does get spread out in terms of the, the credit, I'm just, the shine that these guys get. That I'm, doesn't mean that John Means should have a spot on the listen, American League All-Star he team. absolutely should. This is a reflection of me not being down on John means this is a reflection of me being down on baseball. And again, just call me up and I'll fix your problem. Rob, call me. Like I, I've got the solution for you. Just fire Rob Manfred and hire Judd. So, so this is not about this is not about Twins fans. This is not about this is not about some spurn thing that I keeps me up nights or in a month I'm going to be talking about. This is just about an easily fixable. This is a this is the easiest to use a Craig Leopold term of tweaks that you could make. And Twins Anonymous, they don't make it. All right, gents. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks and, for the call. Uh, hopefully they'll use it as fuel for the second half. And uh, love the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks. That uh, did seem like something reading that article with some quotes by Rocco Baldelli. They're not going to remember it in 48 hours either. You don't think so? No. I think it could be a rallying cry. I love a good rallying cry. I don't think that this is, is it. Now, I did find it interesting, though, that Rocco actually was upset and sort of talked about it because Rocco has done, as we've seen, this year, a really good job of avoiding things that's, like this, but he is right. That's also a great way of galvanizing your team behind you when they know that. Yeah, I agree. That the, the manager has your back. I agree, and and will fight for you. That's a very good point. You know what I mean? Yep, it's a good tactic. Even if like even if you don't mean it, you just go and do it to get people. It's the manipulation of people, which I appreciate. It's done right. <laughs> exactly. No, seriously, coaches that's and the, managers who are that's good. The word I was looking for. Manipulate the clubhouse. Yes. It, you're and the players are puppets, right. and if and if you pull the right string, Joe, Madden, Joe Madden, right? Joe Madden at his best when Joe Madden's going good, nobody pulls strings like Joe Madden, right? No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And he does it in a laid back way at times, but he does it, and he's marvelous. It is manipulation when it comes down to it. Yes, and people right. and people hate that word. The baseball world might not be taking enough notice of your Minnesota Twins, but we did here on the Score North First Place Twins Show, and we have our list. Of half-point awards for your Minnesota Twins. Here are the awards we'll be handing out today. Do we have award show music, Manny, by any chance? I can see if I can dig some up here. All right. Let me see if I can. We should, we should have thought of this when we yeah. came up with this idea. Sometimes we come up with content NFL on the fly. That's not awards showy enough. I need, like, orchestra awards show type like, of stuff. Like, welcome to the Twinsies. <laughs> Twinsies. The first annual Twinsies is brought to you by anything <laughs> that Ronnie can endorse. <laughs> I got a conference call okay. right after this. Actually, I am. Uh, we'll we'll roll with this. This I'm okay. not sure how we'll great. Try it. I'm not we'll sure try, how great this will you. fit. I brought this up on the fly. I'm not going to judge you. I'm on not this. sure how great this All will right. fit, but it's kind of. We'll try know. it. Olymp- Olympic music. Just it's kind of cool, right? You know what I mean? What the this hell? is the agony of defeat, Manny. <laughs> is that really the name of this song? No, the, oh, okay. this is the, the one, though. ABC Sports, the thrill of victory and agony of defeat, which was my childhood theme song. This, this is it. Just while I go through the awards we're going to hand out, go ahead and play music. The best addition to the Minnesota Twins. Comeback player of the year. Silver Slugger Award. The Gold Glove Award. Coach of the year. I love that Cy one. Young. And MVP, welcome to the first annual Twinsies, as Judd has coined them. <laughs> it's the, here first on the, score annual, North the first annual first Twinsies twin <laughs> on the Score North First Place Twin Show. I love it. So we'll start, we'll, we'll go in that order. Best addition to the Minnesota Twins. 
Judd Zolgad, who is your nominee? Mm, this one is extremely difficult. Okay. Because they, they there are so many. made some great additions and and guys have helped and paid off. Uh my initial inclination is Nelson Cruz, who I think's done a great job. He he's been hurt, mm-hmm. but clubhouse wise, he's done a fantastic job, but he's not my choice. Mm-hmm. No, you know, my choice my choice is a guy who played for the Rays, DH there, got some first base time, was DFA, let go, and we're all thinking, okay, something. The Rays must know something, but the Twins picked him up and signed him to a contract extension, and I think he's just been fantastic, reliable, played basically every day or every time he's been called upon, guys. C.J. Crone. You're going with C.J. Crone. I think he's been a fantastic... I mean, he... He can pick baseballs as good as Joe could, I think, which is tough. Defensively, I've been really pleasantly surprised. The power's there. The reliability's there. I'm going C.J. Crone. C.J. Crone is a very good choice. Solid choice. But I'm going to go with the first guy that you brought up in Nelson Cruz. The, the The impact that he has, A, in a lineup and in the middle of an order and giving you professional at-bats, like... Mm-hmm. Even power and slugging percentage aside and run production, just professional at-bats where he's going to make a pitcher work to get him out, and he's going to grind on a pitcher, and that helps the guys in the order around him and has an effect later in the game. You get into bullpens earlier because of Nelson Cruz, and in addition to the just the damage that he does with the bat. And on top of that, his presence in the clubhouse, and this is a storyline that I think is overplayed sometimes when a veteran is added to a young clubhouse, but I saw a real impact from it last year when I was in Milwaukee with Lorenzo Kane, and it's a similar impact in the Twins clubhouse with Nelson Cruz. He's the guy who early in the season, when they lost one or two games, and it was a quiet clubhouse and there was no music playing, he's like, guys, what, what's what's going on here? Like, we have 162 of these things. We can't we can't mourn every loss like our dog just died. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> so I think I think that steady presence in the clubhouse and being sort of Rocco Baldelli's right hand in the clubhouse as that player, that general that you need. The That's impact great, yeah. the impact can't be measured for what Nelson Cruz has done for this team. I think both of those guys are very worthy and, and great choices. I'm gonna go with uh my guy that they acquired from the uh, Houston Astros, Marwin Gonzalez. And the primary reason why I choose Marwin Gonzalez is because when you look at where this team was at the start of the season not having Miguel Sano until the middle of May and being able to, I mean, that signing of Marvin Gonzalez proved to be a godsend because they did, they were not going to have Miguel Sano for the first six, seven weeks of the season. And Marvin Gonzalez was able to just be plugged right in there at third base was very stable there. He's been able to play in a bunch of other different positions when guys are banged up or if guys need a day off Uh, Marvin Gonzalez. Now I know he's, been banged up a little bit in his own right lately, but um, his contributions have been. And you know, you talk about the locker room presence with Nelson Cruz. Yep, fantastic. Marvin Gonzalez, same thing. Yep. He's got he's got a World Series championship, a recent World Series championship. So uh, for me, best offseason acquisition, Marvin Gonzalez. All right, moving on to comeback player. Think about that though. Of the year, three three, di- three, three guys. different guys, and that's not even and nobody's really wrong. Jonathan yeah. Scope, Martin Perez. Yeah. Like yeah, Martin Perez, you're right. I didn't even and, think of him for this. You can go this. up and down the route. I know Michael Pineda was added last season, but he... Everything's he, worked, though. Everything. Literally everything has worked. Comeback player of the year. I think the 
initial instinct, if if you're just playing word association and I say comeback player of the year, you say Byron Buxton, right? That would be the initial instinct. Absolutely. That was mine. I think Martin Perez, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think Martin Perez deserves consideration. I know it got rocky, and he's sort of found his form again in the last start or two, but I know it got rocky there for a while, and so our most recent memories of Martin Perez are not great. But if you remember what that guy was for the first month and a half of the, he was Johan Santana for the first month and a half of the season. And when you look at where he came from, how long it took him to dig himself out of that hole when he eventually got to the Twins. Yep. That's amazing what you've gotten out of that guy, considering his story and his background before he got here. So in uh, keeping with the theme of different guys, because Buxton is the first guy. I mean, Mm -hmm. Buxton's like, obviously it's Buxton. I'm going to give you Max Kepler. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Max Kepler in uh, 2018 dipped off. He hit 224, not great. 20 home runs, that's okay. 58 RBIs. Right now, he's at 269-21-53. Max Kepler, and and Kepler was confusing, too, because Kepler's problem in 2017 was he couldn't hit left-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, he actually righted that a lot and was better. And he, against righties, he struggled. And so I think there was some confusion or concern about, well, what's wrong here? But Max Kepler has come back, and yes, he has hit, so through 75 games that he's played in this year, he's hit one more home run than he did in 156 games last year. Manny, I'll give you Max Kepler. I like it. Um, obviously, Buxton is probably the, the the front runner that would come to all three of our minds right away. Um, but I'll see your Max Kepler, Judd, mm-hmm. and raise you a Jake Odorizzi. That's a great one. That's a really good one. This is a remarkable exercise. This is is going in uh, directions I didn't expect it. And let's be honest, there are several candidates, I think, for these first two awards. Jonathan Scope. Yeah, Jonathan Scope is another one. I mean, maybe even Jason Castro. I mean, missing most of last year with the injury, and he's come back and has contributed. How about Mitch Garver? Mitch Garver, yeah. Mitch Garver's 2018. But I think for me, with Jake Odorizzi, having such a disappointing year last year, and now putting himself into the situation now he's an all-star. I mean, if he keeps this up, if he keeps pitching like this, like he's been pitching, he's going to be in the Cy Young conversation. Um, so for me, uh, comeback player of the year is Jake Odorizzi. But those are all honorable mentions. It's Byron Buxton, right? Yes. Okay. I would say so. But this is more fun. Congratulations to Byron Buxton. We just Buxton. came up with three guys that aren't Buxton. Right. Absolutely. But he gets... <laughs> and they're legit. But yes, he it's gets, Buxton's He award. gets the twinsy, yeah. right? It's Buxton's award. Congratulations yeah. Byron to Byron Buxton. Buxton on his first We didn't 20. talk about you much, but you get the twinsy. Silver Slugger. This is the best hitter on the Minnesota Twins roster. And this is going to be harder than any of the decisions that we just made because so many guys have been so good for the Minnesota Twins. But... I think the guy who's, I think, third in war in the American League was or still is leading all shortstops and slugging percentage. Jorge Polanco is your silver slugger this year, is he not? For as good an offensive team as there is, and a lot of good candidates. A war of four. Yeah. which Which is remarkable, considering. Yeah, I think you're right. Rosario... Has a war of two. There's a case 3. to be made for Rosario. There's he's, a case to be made for Kepler. He's at mm-hmm. two eighty two, uh, twenty home runs, sixty RBIs for Rosario in seventy five games. But yeah, I think it has to be Polanco. In fairness, I think you're right, Manny. 
I think you could even maybe make a case for Nelson Cruz too, especially sure. over the last, uh, especially over the last week or so. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's it's Jorge Polanco. He's probably been the most consistent hitter really since the start of the year, and I mean he's in the conversation for a batting title, perhaps. I mean, if he keeps this up, so. Yeah, I think it's Jorge Polanco. If Mike Trout wasn't having a season that's good, even for right. Mike Trout, we might have legitimate MVP discussions around Jorge Polanco with the type of season that he's having. Mm-hmm. So Jorge Polanco takes home the Silver Slugger in the first ever Twinsies. Congratulations, Jorge Polanco. Do we have an award to give these guys? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> what do we get out of it? No, no, no can, let's get these things sponsored and then we can uh, give them something. We can just like spray paint a Kendall gold and hand it to Oh, I'm sure the players would love that. They wouldn't see that as being weird. <laughs> like we handed out awards on the Twins show today. Congratulations. Yeah, you got something. They'd be you like, what's a, this? You want a Twinsie. <laughs> they would go right in the uh, dumpster in the home clubhouse at Target Field. I can assure you of that. That would be great if we actually did it, though. If Take them set, all over there? If we sent Derek or you down into the clubhouse. No, no I wouldn't be doing with it. a bunch of no, that wouldn't be great. spray-painted candles. <laughs> yeah, no, that wouldn't be great. <laughs> would they be clothed? No. Okay, then I'd really... It's like then, an Oscar. Then I'm not doing it. We take a tin yeah, can, we glue a, a naked Kendall to the top of it, we spray paint the whole thing gold, and we and we write Twinsy with a Sharpie across the I'm going to leave the studio right now. Go, <laughs> go on the producer side with Manny. I'm uncomfortable. Where's HR in this building? <laughs> We're handing out our first ever Twinsies here on the Score North First Place Twins. Here we've given out Best Edition, Best Comeback Player of the Year, Silver Slugger of the Year. We still have Gold Gloves to hang out, Coach of the Year, Cy Young. MVP, all that coming up in our halfway awards in the first annual Twinsies on the Score North. First place Twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, magic number 72, and we're back right after this. How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. Twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. All right, time for the Score North download here on AM 1500 and Score North and the Score North mobile app. ESPN's Tim Kirchin was on the uh, television broadcast last night for uh, ESPN as the Chicago Cubs took on the Pittsburgh Pirates. And uh, Tim Kirchin had this to say about your Minnesota Twins. Well, first off, this is the best story of the season. Uh, no one thought this team would be first in the league in home runs and in runs scored. But... They didn't do anything at the, you know, in the last few weeks to upgrade their team. We thought they had a shot at Craig Kimbrough. We thought they had a shot at Dallas Keuchel. Now, they may go out and get Madison Bumgarner and really upgrade that rotation. As much as I love the Twins, I think they're going to win the division, and they might win 100 games. They're going to face the Astros, probably, or the Yankees. And I just think when you get to October, those teams are going to be in a better position than the Twins, in part because they have all sorts of revenue and pieces to use to get better. Tim Kirkshen will be a guest on uh, tonight's Roycey on Baseball podcast. You can hear that uh, in its entirety at 6 o'clock following Mackie and Judd with Rami. You can also find that on scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. So stay tuned for Roycey on Baseball later tonight at 6 
And uh, let's return now to the Score North First Place Twin Show. Rami Makhlouf. Live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks, the magic number is 72. I'm here along with Judd Zolgad and uh, currently giving out our Halfway Point Twinsies Awards, the first annual Twinsies here on uh, Score North. And so far we've given out the best edition. I think we we didn't really come to a consensus on that. The other ones we did. Uh, Nelson Cruz is the answer there, right, for best edition? That's not what I said. I know, but... Uh, I don't think there's a consensus there. I, I think there's too many. About my Marwin Gonzalez pick. Actually. I think there's too many. <laughs> Let's not. I give it to CJ Crowe, I think that it's give that, it to everybody. Yeah, comeback player of the year. We had uh, honorable mentions, but yeah, Buxton, Byron Buxton, Buxton yeah. and Silver Slugger again, honorable mentions. But it's Jorge Polanco. We now move on to the Gold Glove Award, and again here, I think that there are some guys worth mentioning, but Byron Buxton might just be the the best at his position. Yes. As he's as good at his position or better than anybody is at any position in baseball. He and, might be the best fielder in baseball is what I'm trying to say in a long, deluded And he way. plays a spot where you don't really shift at. Right. Like, there's no help there. Mm-hmm. He goes and gets the baseball. So, yes, I, I there is there are guys, um, fielding-wise, who have done nice jobs this year, including C.J. Crone. The only choice for the Gold Glove is Buxton, I think. So Pretty he, easy. Yep. He takes home his second? He's the first, ladies and gentlemen, your first multi-twinsy winner. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Give it up for Byron Buxton, everybody. Wow. Wow. Takes home two on the same day. Amazing. Of a year. What a day for that kid. Really. I mean, this has got to be a highlight in his career. Oh, I'm sure he's very aware of it out, now, out in Oakland right now where it's 1045 in the morning. We can't give out <laughs> manager of the year because they only have one manager. He's Rocco Baldelli. But bef- so we said we're going to give out coach of the year as far as his, I love this, yes. his staff. But before we move on to doing that, are we all in agreement? Rocco Baldelli deserves legitimate uh, consideration. Oh, he's going to win it, I think. If not the front runner. By a marginal lead for manager of the year in the American League, right? I would be shocked if he doesn't win it. Well, who who else is in contention for it right now? Boone's probably not because the Yankees are the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He has the only other guy. Everybody. Is, the only other guy is AJ Hinch. Yeah, but no. But I mean, but the assumption is they're always uh, uh, going to be mm-hmm. good for a period of time here. I think Baldelli is easily in the American League the guy, right? Yeah. I would think I'm so. I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, unless Cleveland makes an unbelievable run in the second half, it's going to be Baldelli. Well, you heard in the clip coming back on the download there, Tim Kirchin basically said this is the best story in baseball, what the Twins are doing this year. And I think if you have that situation, I think it makes all the sense in the world for Rocco Baldelli. Not according to the All-Star the game, it's not Manny. <laughs> fraud. That whole game is a fraud and crime. <laughs> so, moving on to Coach of the Year, I think this comes down to pitching coach Wes Johnson yep. and hitting coach James Rousen. Judd Zolgad, I'll let you begin the discussion and your nominee, sir. Uh, I'm going to go with pitching coach Wes Johnson. As far as I know, I think all the stories when he got the job said that he is the first pitching coach to basically make the jump from the collegiate ranks to MLB. Uh, when When you look at what he's brought and the different philosophies like this is baseball in the last what five to 10 years has evolved greatly and things have changed. And I think the question in baseball and in sports now is what's next and you don't know, but there's always a a next going down to the college ranks to bring in a pitching coach with all these different philosophical views on success is unprecedented. It might be has ever gone from, I remember reading an article that someone's going to copy this, right? right. Like this, this is going to to be copied. So, so the smarts to go get this guy 
and the changes that he's made in mechanics and and just nuanced stuff that I don't think a sports fan would think of, and I certainly didn't, makes Wes Johnson, because it's worked so well thus far, my choice. And I agree with you because of what he's had to mold, what he's had to work with versus what James Rousen has had to work with. And no doubt he and what's the assistant hitting coach's name? Rudy Fernandez? Yes. Okay. Hernandez. Hernandez. I'm sorry. What the, uh, those two guys have taken Max Kepler to another level, have taken Eddie Rosario to another level. Jorge Polanco, Byron Buxton has found his swing again, but those guys all could hit. You know what I mean? And you got Nelson Cruz. You got. C.J. Crone. These are guys with track records of being good hitters in the major leagues. And even the guys who have shown improvement, they were naturally good hitters, very talented baseball players. What Wes Johnson has done with a Jake Odorizzi, who the league had given up on, what he's done with a Martin Perez, with even Michael Pineda and, and some of the guys down in that bullpen, like I said, he's... It's it's been a longer climb for him to get those guys to where they are versus what where James Rousen started with the guys that he's working with. Yeah, I agree. I think it's Wes Johnson. I think for all the reasons that you guys have said, when you look at the change that has been made with a lot of these pitchers and how they've performed versus last year, you know, Michael Pineda coming off Tommy John and having other injuries that he dealt with last year, surgeries and things like that, and getting off to kind of a rocky start this year. But, you know, he seems to have found his groove a little bit as kind of a solid number 5 starter. And, I mean, the turnaround for Jake Odorizzi, Martin Perez, what they got out of him the first two months of the season has just been gold. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's easily Wes Johnson. And not that's no disrespect to what James Rousen has done because this lineup is incredible. But I think what Wes Johnson has done has been, uh, it's been top-notch. Congratulations to Wes Johnson on his first ever twinsie. He's also thrilled, I'm told. From that so point. happy. He can't wait <laughs> he to get called his in. naked He's like, thank you. Kendall. I can't go on the air, but thank you. Uh, now we move on to the two biggies. The two big awards for the Minnesota Twins at the Half Point Twinsies. And that is your Cy Young and your MVP, mm. Cy Young. Judd Zolgad. Mm. This is a race As between Leslie Frazier, the former Viking two coach horses, mm, Jose Barrios and Jay Cotarizzi. All right. I'm just going to look quickly here at the numbers because I think I'm going to surprise you guys. Um, okay. Jake has been fantastic. He is, he's going to the all-star game. Deservedly. So he's 10 and three with uh, ERA of what right now I can find it here. 2.73. Anyway, he's been great. I'm going Barrios. He's an ace. Yeah. He, he he's an ace who comes in. What he did and and the storyline was put out there, but in this case, the narrative of that was absolutely accurate. What he did Friday in Chicago and giving up six runs and losing was exactly what you needed, though. He came in, he pitched what, eight in that game. The bullpen was completely done. It was taxed. You that's the type of game where you're like, your starter has to go deep. And how many times is it? Four and two thirds, and he's out of there. And now you're gonna recycle the bullpen. And some poor schlep from the bullpen comes in and gives up ten runs and you don't care. Barrios, though, and and I swear it's about five starts this year where he's had one pitch working yeah, and he still wins. I was just going to make that point. And that's incredible. That's been the next step for him. And he talks about it. He's like, yeah, uh, my fastball didn't really work or my curveball didn't really. So as much as Jake has done and as good as he's been, Barrios to me has defined himself. He's not completely there yet, but he has defined himself on being the the path to being a clear cut 
not Twins ace, Major League ace. I'm going Brios. I agree with you, Manny. Any debate? No, no real debate. Uh, certainly between those two guys being finalists, and I agree. I think it's Barrios. Um, I'm going to add a third candidate, though, just because I think he needs some recognition. Just to be difficult. That's why you're just doing to that. be a little bit difficult, difficult, but just just to add a little to the conversation. Mm-hmm. About Taylor Rogers, I thought about it. Fireman thought about it. Fireman, Lead fireman. sure, Lead sure, fireman. Yeah, award. that's sure. fair. But I, I just oh, think that is that an award, isn't it? Isn't that an award? It was the best reliever. The Rollades Relief, whatever. Yeah. Your right. fireman award so he was got, great. He got, got that. Fire Taylor, Rod- for it. Taylor Rodgers gets the Rollades Relief but Award. I, I just think that when you look at Congrats. the rest of... Uh, well done. Um, I think when you look at the rest of this bullpen being sort of this, oh my God, what do we have here? Do we have enough type of thing? He's been the one steady... Constant in that bullpen. Now, you worry about that a little bit, you know, unless they go get another bullpen arm, you kind of worry about how long he's going to hold up. But he's been in in a situation where he's basically been the only guy that they can rely on. And he's he's lived up to it. He's been he's been fantastic. Taylor but it's Rogers. Jose Barrios. These are honorable yes, mentions, it's, it's, right? It's Jose Barrios. Yes. His first but I had to tip my hat to, to Taylor Rogers. Across the board, though. All right. Manny, how much time do we have left to have this MVP discussion? All right, we got a couple minutes. All right. MVP, and like we've had with a lot of these awards that we've handed out today in the first annual Twinsies, we'd like to thank everybody for coming out. You have so many good candidates. Yeah, this is, this it's a really so hard decision not to make. Sano. It's not Sano. Let's narrow it down. It's obviously not Miguel Sano. Okay. Okay. I think legitimate candidates... As you look around the diamond, are Kepler, you, your whole outfield, Kepler, Rosario, Buxton, and yep. and Polanco, right? Polanco. Yep. Is there anybody else? Or are those guys your four lead candidates? I think they're your four lead. That's your primary. I think they're, yeah, yeah, because the Crones and Scopes fall in back a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, I'm going Polanco, first half. I mean, a war of 4.0 or four. Um, you know, he, he's hitting 320 going into tonight's game in, in Oakland. He's been just fantastic for the most part. There's a there. Listen, it could be Rosario, Kepler. I think Buxton's a little bit farther back just because he also missed some significant time That's recently. That's the only thing. He would be my MVP. Yeah, if he, he might miss be. As much but time he's missed he too did. much time right. now. I'm, I'm going to go Polanco. It's not easy, but I'm. I'm going with the same guy that we gave the silver. For me, to. Manny, it was between Rosario and Polanco, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not just looking at numbers when I say that Eddie Rosario seems to be the heartbeat of this team, like the guy who who gets things going. I said Nelson Cruz was like the steadying, no, I think it's, veteran presence. I think you're right. Eddie Rosario is is he's the adrenaline in that locker room. So for that. He's a strong candidate, but I think I agree with Judd, and I give it to Jorge Polanco. Like I said, it might be Buxton, if not for the time missed. I think with Polanco, too, you have to factor in he's been really good in the field, too. And, I mean, he hasn't been Ozzie Smith or Omar Vizquel at shortstop, but he's been really, really, really solid at shortstop for them. And, you know, you you add that into what he's done with his bat, being among the league leaders in, in average, and he's got a little pop in his bat. He's been he's been really really good really since the the start of the year, and I think he's been the most steady the, the most steady player in this lineup on this team since since day one of the season. So for me, it's I mean, and he's for God's sakes, he's starting in the All Star game. So I mean, for me, it's, it's it's yeah. So Jorge it's, Polanco, it's Jorge Polanco for me, yeah, is your halfway point Twinsies MVP. <laughs> 
Where to go? The score north, first place Prince Jeff. Where to go, Jorge? Judd will be taking a spray painted golden naked Ken doll down to the Can Twins. Can it be Club a bobblehead at least? No, nah, I like naked Ken dolls. I don't like it's that. more embarrassing oh, for I'm you. Creeped out. It's a little more embarrassing for oh, you, which is what we're after here. Yuck. On the score north, first place Twins show. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And there's the music. Just in time. So we're done. How about that? <laughs> it's amazing how that works every day. How about 1257 that? comes around. Raised by Wolves that coming up next, right, Manny? Did I, look at, did I look at the schedule Raised properly? Raised by Wolves is coming up. Doogie's going to join us at about 140. Oh, so. you talk about reckless speculation. Oh, Here oh, we yeah. come. It will be running wild. That's Good coming times. up next on Raised by Wolves. Judd and I are back this afternoon. Mackie and Judd with Rami at 4 o'clock if you're listening live. For Judd, for Manny, I'm Rami saying thanks for listening to the Score North. First place twins show.